Hey everybody, I'm Aaron Argo and I'm your host here on You Belong Ministries channel. We're so glad that you stopped by to see us today because we want to tell you that you belong here. This channel's purpose is to encourage people in their walk with Christ as well as make them better disciples of Christ. We pray that today's message both inspires and encourages you in your walk. Now let's jump right in. Hey everybody, I'm so glad that you've joined me today. As you can tell, we're doing things slightly differently. Uh, this is the room that my class meets in on Wednesday nights called Next Gen. And this is the class that we're doing these videos for. And we don't really have a message this week because we are celebrating Christmas and we are actually doing what we call a Christmas card party where we are actually coming in and filling out uh, Christmas cards for our local uh, nursing home and an assisted living home just so that we can make sure that all the residents get a Christmas card this year. But I wanted to do something a little different with you. I wanted to share with you a devotion that I did this week, uh, a personal devotion, and it has to do with Psalm uh, 130, and in verses 5 through 8. And I want to read that to you. It says, I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and in His word I put my trust, or I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord. For with the Lord is unfailing love. And with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. Now let me pray with you before we really get started. Lord God, I thank you for everyone that's here today. I pray that you would take this word, seal it in their heart. Let them get something out of it that means something to them. Let them hear your voice when, they, when I speak. Let them see your heart inside of me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, can we agree that waiting is one of the hardest things in the world to do? Not only is it hard, it is one of the most frustrating things in the world. I'll admit it, I hate to wait. And me and my wife, we, we have the tendency, and we have some, there's some kind of radar on us that helps us choose the absolute slowest line in every place that we go. It doesn't matter whether it's a grocery store, Walmart, a fast food restaurant, wherever we go, we end up choosing the slowest line possible. It doesn't matter if the restaurant has been open for 50 years, and the restaurant, uh, their, their uh, menu has not changed in 50 years. Somebody is always going to come in, and we're going to get behind that person and go, well, now let me see what I want to get today. Oh, I don't know. What do y'all say? Do y'all have this? Listen, they've had the same thing for 50 years. Choose something and move. Uh, anyway, next week I'm going to talk about patience. But <laughs> uh, the thing is, we have a knack for choosing those kind of things. I don't know how we do it, but we do. The, the, waiting on God is no exception. Waiting on God can be one of the most frustrating things in the world. Because I, I don't know about y'all, but when I ask something, when I pray for something, I want an answer. I want to know God's moving. I want to know he's doing something. I want to know something's going on. Sometimes it seems like it's just as frustrating, if not more, when we're waiting on an answer from him. We seem to think that God should act in our timeline and not on His. We seem to think that we need it when we want it, not necessarily when He wants to give it to us. Now, how many of us are waiting on something right now? 
I know there's some areas in my life I'm waiting on some direction from God. How many of you are waiting on some things that God wants to speak in your life or waiting on an answer to prayer? If you would, type it down in the comments down below and let us know that you personally are waiting. And maybe what you're waiting for, if you don't mind putting that, so that we can pray with you. Maybe we can, we can support you in that way. But post it down in the comments for us. I've discovered, though, that in times of waiting, my mind will start to wander into areas that it doesn't need to be. Or some things will start creeping into my mind that don't need to be there. Sort of like fear. Fear will come in and start to say to me, you know what? Uh, this thing that you're expecting, it's never going to happen. It is never going to happen in your life. And that fear will start to take hold. Or maybe doubt comes into my mind. I don't know if it does you, but it does me. Doubt comes into my mind and says, you know what? God has better things to do. Yeah, he's not going to listen to you. you he, you've done been forgotten about. You've been forgotten about, and God doesn't even know who you are. Or maybe my insecurities will start coming out, and they'll start shouting at me and start speaking in, into my ears, and they'll start saying, you know what? You were never good enough anyway. You're not a good enough Christian. You're not a good enough pastor. You're not a good enough father. You're not a good enough husband. So you know what? He's not going to answer you because you're just not good enough. And those insecurities will overtake me. The more I feed those emotions and the more I feed those negative things that are pulling on me, the stronger they're going to become. I don't know what you're waiting on today. But the more you feed into that anger, the more you feed into that fear, the more you feed into that doubt and the insecurity, the stronger they're going to become in your life. And what I want to do is I want, I, I want to share with you some things that, that you need to keep in mind during the waiting. Because, see, during the waiting, we need to remember two things that leads us to a third. And this is what they are. The first thing that we need to remember is this. Waiting is hard. But it's never stationary. Let me say that again. Waiting is hard, but it's never stationary. Just because you're waiting doesn't mean that you're supposed to stand still and do nothing. Now, right now, I can, I can hear those of you out there that are saying, what about in Psalm 4610 where it says, be still and know that I am God? Well, I understand that. It may mean be still in your situation. Be still and let God prevail. Be still and let God fight your battles. But it doesn't mean that you stop moving in your own personal walk and in your own personal life. I'm not arguing that we need to try and take over and try to do those things that we think God wants to take care of. What I am saying is that life continues in the waiting. While we're, still, while we're being still, we are requ we're still required to breathe. We're required to eat. We're required to perform certain uh, functions and duties that we cannot stop. If I go home and I want to be still and I just want to chill and have a good time, just because I sit down in my recliner doesn't mean that I stop breathing. doesn't mean that my heart stops pumping. It doesn't mean that every now and then I, have to get up, I don't have to get up and give me something to drink or go to the restroom or take care of something in the kitchen or, or in the house in general. I still have to move. I still have to keep going on. Life continues. In verse 6, it says this. I wait for the Lord more than watchmen visit or watchmen wait in the morning. 
more than watchmen wait for the morning. What does a watchman do? If you go back and you look in the biblical terms, a watchman, what they did was they went on top of the wall and they waited. And they waited looking out, looking for the enemy, protecting their life, protecting their families, protecting their city, protecting their nation. And what they did was they stood on that wall waiting and watching. Now, it says that the watchman, it it says in my notes that the uh, uh, the watchman waits for the morning. Now, why, do the, why does the watchman want to wait for the morning? So, Why is he ready for the morning to come about so quickly? Because he knows that it's when the light of day, when the, when the light comes out, that the danger of, of an attack goes down. Why? Because the, the enemy can't sneak in. He can see where the enemy's coming from. He can see how many the enemy are. He, uh, there are. He can see the weapons they're using. He can see the situation around him, and he can sound the alarm a lot quicker. They can't hide from him. That's the reason why a watchman waits for the morning. It can get scary when you're watching at night and when you can't see where you're going. And I know, I know when you're waiting and you don't know what's going going to come next in your life, it can be scary. I've been there. I've done that. I'm still doing that. Every single day, there's something that, that I'm waiting on. So I understand where you're coming from, but understand this. He longs for the morning because the danger comes down, he, he, but he never neglects his duty while waiting for the morning to come. He continues watching. He continues uh, uh, patrolling his area. He continues to be on guard. Our spiritual life is the same. Even though we're waiting on an answer from God, we have to stay alert. We have to keep moving in our life. In 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. We are called to continue walking our path and running our race even while we wait on God. We're we're supposed to continue to run our race. We don't start running and then when we get to a certain place, ask God a question, which way am I supposed to go? And then just stop. We are never supposed to just stop in our walk with God. We are supposed to keep running the path that is set before us until we get new instructions. Until he tells us, okay, turn left, turn right. Turn wherever you're, I want you to stop here and and turn around and go this way. We have to keep moving until he gives us other instructions. We are called to continue on that path. Just because one area of our life is in limbo does not mean that everything is put on hold. In the waiting, it's in the waiting where growth happens. It's in the waiting is where plans are made. It's in the waiting where we learn the important lessons that we are going to take into the next decision that God makes in our life. It's when we make those decisions, when we, when we are in the waiting, that's when we learn how to make those decisions and how to tackle what God puts in front of us next. Waiting is hard, but it's never stationary. Hope. Is not a wish. That's number two. The second thing you need to remember. Hope is not a wish. I preached this not too long ago in a message called, um, called um, Feeding Hope. About how we're supposed to feed our hope. And that hope was not a wish. 
And it, it's not by chance that I come across this in, in my time right now because I think I've forgotten part of my own message. And the fact that hoping for something is not just wishing for it. See, it seems like, I, I, it, it seems like hope has never been just a wish that we make. See, right now it's almost Christmas, and a lot of people are saying, well, you know what, I, a lot of kids will go, I hope I get this for Christmas. I hope I get a PS5, or I hope I get this game. I hope I get this bike. I hope I get this motorcycle. I hope I get this car. All of these things. And, and we say, I hope, I hope, I hope. That is a wish. Oh, Lord, I wish that I would get this. I wish that I would get that. I wish this. Or maybe we hear the, hear the phrase, I hope you remember to pick up blank for me at the store. That is a wish. But in biblical terms, hope means confident expectation. When it says that our hope is in the Lord, we have a confident expectation in His greatness. In verse 5 it says, In His word I put my hope. My expectations, listen, my expectations should not be dictated to me by my situation. My expectations are dictated to me by the word of God and my hope, my confident expectation of what he is going to do in my life. God's word is the ultimate foundation for my hope. In Matthew 24, 35, it says, heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. God's promises are forever. God's word is forever. If he said he's going, to, he's going to take care of you, he's going to take care of you. When God speaks it, I place my hope, my confident expectation into that. When he says, never will I leave you and never will I forsake you, I believe that he is going to stand beside me and I expect that. When he says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to the mountains, be cast into the sea. And you know what I do? I go to my mountain, whatever my situation is, and I say, you be, you be gone because I'm done with you. Because his word gave me an expectation for it. When he says, I know the plans you make, or, or I know the plans I have uh, and I make for you and to make you prosperous and successful, I am expecting blessings of all kinds to come my way. Why? Because his word says that it's going to happen. I don't wish for an answer to my situation. I confidently expect or hope for that answer to come. And see, that brings us to our last piece. Because if you take waiting and you take our hope and put them together, you come up with trust. That's why this is titled, I Wait, I Hope, I Trust. When we wait with hope, it creates trust in God. Waiting and hoping, when combined, creates a trust that cannot be shaken. This is where our faith comes from. The faith that we know God has got this well in hand. He's got our situation. Our trust and our faith in God is what makes him smile the most. Nothing inspires or imp impacts me the way that it does when someone that I love and, that I, and, and, and someone that I, I, I have in my life trusts me enough to, and loves me enough that, that they trust me with something important. 
that, I, that they trust me to stand beside them in a time of trial. That they trust me to hold them up when they can't stand on their own. That they trust me to speak into their life. And I, I had lunch with a guy yesterday that was amazing. And the fact that he trusted me with some of the things that he spoke into, my, in, into me, I, I so appreciate that. And it makes me smile. When we have an active, living faith in God, he can't help but smile. It pleases him. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says, And it is impossible to please God without faith. Our faith is the fuel that drives our walk with Christ. Something that I've gone back and I've looked at over the past few days. See, I did this devotion on Psalm 130 a few days ago. And something I've gone back and looked at is something that I wrote in my journal. Yes, I journal. And I suggest that anybody out there, you should be doing that. Because it helps you get, the, get your mind clear. It helps get rid of that fear and doubt and those insecurities. It helps you write out your, your problems and your situations and give them to God. It's a physical way of putting them before Jesus. But something I've gone back and looked at is something I wrote down. I want to read it to you. It says this. I wait. I hope. I trust. I wait while moving forward. I hope knowing Instructions will come on time. I trust because he knows better than I ever will. Above all, I maintain momentum to continue to move forward in the waiting. You have to choose to keep moving forward in the waiting. Today, I hope you choose to move forward. Today, I hope you choose to hope and expect an answer. Don't just wish for it. And today, I pray that your faith and your trust in God is built in the waiting. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for every person out there. For every person on the other side of these screens, whatever their situation whatever they're struggling with, whatever the, the problem is that they're dealing with, I pray that you would be with them and that you would let them know that you have not let them down. That the answer is on the way, the same way it was with Daniel when he prayed and then, and then 23 days later, uh, the, the answer came. Lord, I pray that that answer would come quickly. And that, God, you would let them understand that it's in the waiting that the growth happens. I give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. Again, thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed today's message, I encourage you to like it and give us a comment. You can also share it on social media. Feel free to jump on the website at clantonfirst.org or on our Clanton First Assembly of God app and click the giving link and help us share hope with this generation of young people. God bless you, and we hope you have an incredible week.